This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell. I'll tell you, the uh, conversation back and forth with people about LeBron and his accomplishment last night and what it means and how it elevates his career um, goes on. And, again, you can always text us, and a lot of guys are, and a lot of guys are hitting us up. Um, the producer here for the Skyhawks games, he does WBA games, he did longtime TNT producer. Um, his name's Glenn, and he just walked in. Literally, I'm down here at, at the arena, and he literally walks in. He's been listening on his way in. He says, MJ. <laughs> now, this is a guy that, right. that actually produced games and watched MJ up close and personal. He was with TNT for how long? How long? 20 years? 22 years, mm. all right? So he produced the games like you watch with Charles and those guys. This is the guy that used to do that for many, many years. And he said, MJ. And so, Mike, you know, listen, I said there are no wrong answers with this today. Right. But I do think that you have to put and think about LeBron in a different way. I just do. I, I, because this record is so sacred. And, and again, who's going to break it? Who's who's gonna come along? That person may not even be in the league. I heard, you know, Kareem made that t- that uh, conversation about his sons maybe being the ones, which is we don't even know how good those guys right. are gonna be. But who's who's going to come close to this? And when LeBron got in the league, nobody even like he said last night, nobody even thought he would even come close to this. Well, nah, there were some guys who thought he'd come close to this because he was paid ninety-two million dollars by Nike when he was eighteen because they figured this kid was gonna be the babe, the boy, and the that all-time scoring leader. But that's what makes it so impressive is he did this with all the expectations of being the chosen one, the, uh, the you know, article that came out back in the day when he was playing high school ball up there in Ohio. No, I mean, the, the dude, the physical size, the combination of the athleticism with his size made him something they'd never seen before in the NBA. You had big guys, guys that look like tight ends like Carl Malone, but guys who can move, can hit the outside jump shot, which he worked on all his career. I mean, you know, that, that's the guy LeBron is. But I think when he came out, I mean, look, he put chosen one on his back for a reason. I mean, there was supposed to be an end game here, and he's kind of lived it, hasn't he? He has. I just I heard him with a, in an interview with Michael Strahan. I think this was before the Knicks game a couple of weeks ago, maybe two two or four nights ago, whenever it was. And he said, I came into the league and I thought I wanted to be an all-star and I wanted to win championships. And he said, I even wanted to be defensive player of the year. He had like these goals. Right. He said, I never thought to myself, looked in the mirror one day and went, yeah, and by the way, I'm going to be the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Mm. He said that was not one of his objectives. I just don't know, like Mike – who comes into the league? NFL. Guys come into the league, they go, man, I want to play long enough to hopefully get a pension. Two, I hope that I'm on a good enough team that gets to a Super Bowl. Three, I'd like to be the best player in my position. Nobody goes, yeah, I want to be the all-time passing leader. Tom Brady didn't think that when he took the job in New England. 
You know, he didn't know he was going to throw for 150,000 yards. I just, I think those things come as you just get to a point in your career where you're like, oh, wow, I've done all that. Okay, I'm close. Well, maybe this can happen. And I kind of think LeBron found himself there, and now this is where we're at. I know that in baseball, obviously, the home run record, unfortunately, because we have the steroid era, you know, some guys don't accept bonds, and we, we're obviously we're kind of partial to Hank Aaron here. But the hits is Pete Rose. You know, the home runs, it's, you know, it's, it depends on how you feel. I still go, Aaron. it's bonds. You know, or Aaron, depending yeah. on where yeah, you feel. Sure. But, you know, in, in, in baseball, you know, it's the records are a huge part of it. The NFL, nobody gives a crap about the records. I mean, Brady, no one's ever – it doesn't seem like anyone's going to catch that. Maybe Mahomes, and he's got to stay healthy. But in the NBA, I think this one kind of splits the difference because, you know, baseball, it's all about the records. Football, nobody cares it's all about the Super Bowls. But in the NBA, this is one that I think kind of splits the difference where some people say, you know, before Michael Jordan yeah, or Kobe, they're not the number one leading scorer, but for a lot of people, they are the greatest to ever dress out. Just And we already discussed the variables, why people put that together. But this is – like when you're having the argument – it's certainly something to have in your back pocket that this guy's the all-time leading scorer in the league's history. So it kind of it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, we'll get to an NFL blitz. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, and we'll talk more about this, let you hear what LeBron had to say last night as uh, he addressed the crowd there at the arena. Um, just like in baseball, analytics matter in basketball. I cannot tell you how all these teams now, all of them, have analytical folks in every department, especially on the basketball side, looking at percentages, shots, where a guy shoots the ball best from, game time as far as, like, at the end of games, who who gets the ball and who's better at certain places, all that stuff. It's like baseball, Mike. Right. So you can't tell me the numbers don't matter is what I'm getting to. It's very similar from the standpoint of we keep track of these points because it matters. We keep track of three-point percentage shooting because it matters. You know, when you start looking at these numbers, it's very analytical in, 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 in the NBA now. So I do agree with you there. All right, man. Oh, and by the way, just one little factoid, my buddy uh, Bo Estes, who I used to work with over at uh, Turner with NASCAR, here's a wild stat he just posted earlier. LeBron is averaging more points this season at age 38 than Kareem averaged in all but two of his NBA seasons his entire career. That's why nobody's going to come close, man. Right. I mean, but finishing strong. That's what's the, the, the depressing part of this is the Lakers are so fundamentally poorly built yeah. because Anthony Davis can't stay healthy and Russell Westbrook, although he's bounced back a little bit this year, unless they can swing for some crazy kind of trade. You know, it's, it just sucks that he's winning. It's, it's almost like, you know, Michael was at the end of the career with the Wizards. Nobody wants to remember that part. And you want to see LeBron at least in the playoffs here this year or next year. Yeah, they won it in 20. Everybody forgets the bubble year. And then... This was supposed to be like the next three years. He was going to get one more, two more, and probably call it quits. It just hasn't happened. Great point. Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's get to an NFL blues. Welcome to the NFL. And notes from around the league. This is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMensMedical.com. Is Derek Carr going to end up, Mike, in the NFC South? Uh-oh, yeah, it looks like the Saints have got permission to talk to the man. Same way, remember the Raiders have his rights, and they've got the contract they just gave him. So it's similar to the uh, Deshaun Watson situation, Carl, so he's, he's starting the courtship with the Saints. Do you like this? Uh, you know, I, I think you put Carr on a, on a really good team with a great defense, like a Trent Dilfer with the Ravens, he can win a Super Bowl. I, I just think he makes too many turnovers at the most inopportune moments. I like the guy. Love to see him get another shot somewhere. I don't want him in the division, though, because he could catch fire. I don't think, though, he catches fire without Sean Payton there. Sean Payton's in Denver. So if he does play for the Saints, he'll be reunited with Dennis Allen. 
listen, they weren't good together because those Raiders teams weren't good between 2012 and 2014. They were 8-28, but Dennis Allen is familiar with him, and he's grown as a quarterback. I do think he's gotten better. And I don't care, Mike, if no Tom Brady's in this division, he immediately comes in as the best quarterback in this division. He's a pro bowler. So that's why I don't like it. But the bigger thing is that he could be released. Um, He is guaranteed, guys, to get $40.4 million, becoming fully guaranteed on February 15th. That is three days after Super Bowl Sunday. So the Raiders have to do something here, and that's why all of a sudden now he's getting permission to talk to these teams. But I don't know if any deal is going to be worked out between now and then, Mike, to say, hey, yeah, Carr's on his way to this or that team. And the other thing I think we've learned when it comes to the Saints, no matter how they seem to look with cap space, it doesn't ever seem to matter. Because how many years <laughs> the Saints were 65 million negative, like in the red? And right now the Saints, if you base it on Spotrack's website, they are 50. Now they're going to cut some guys, but they're $59 million over the cap, dead last in cap space in the NFL. Wow. Dead last. Well, and But yeah. they've been there before they pulled moves off. They, yeah, they made trades, and we were right. like, how the hell did they do that? All right, um, Terry Bradshaw had some things to say about Sean Payton. Now, remember, Sean Payton was at Fox. He was working at Fox, so he got to know all those guys. Before I let, uh, let you, you know, we talk about what Terry said, let's hear Sean Payton. He was asked about his plan for Russell Wilson now that he's the new head coach of the Broncos. It's easy to point out what, what players don't do well, and there's certain coaches that tend to look at it that way, but I, I kind of was taught early on, uh, hey, what is it they, they do well, and let's have them do those things. Um, none of us want to go, I, I, I don't like singing, period, but none of us want to be at a karaoke bar with a song we don't know the words to. So <laughs> how, do we, how do we get them comfortable and highlight their strengths? And, and that, that's the process that's going to be begin right now is, is, is I'm learning about every one of these players, not just Russell. Mm. Did he mention karaoke bar? I guess so. I mean, that's a that's a far off <laughs> reference I, I guess <laughs> i mean are people still doing that i guess people love it still do it <laughs> i guess yeah i yeah. i just thought that was an interesting reference like hey you don't want to be at a karaoke bar and not know the song okay okay uh, we're talking about starting quarterback but <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> now the other thing i love the soundbite yesterday with him talking about what's that acting like he wasn't aware no i'm saying he was aware <laughs> acting like he wasn't aware that russell wilson had his entire cadre of assistance and had his own coach to work with him, which apparently Nathaniel Hackett had to deal with, which maybe further exacerbated how awful that situation was. But needless to say, Sean Payne's like, oh, no, no, not on my watch. New sheriff yeah, in town. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it, but our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. I love it. <laughs> so, That's I mean, great. I don't know, man. It just seems like, you know, to your point about what Bradshaw said, I mean, Russell thought he may have had it bad. I said this to you yesterday at the end of the show. He maybe thought, it, you know, Pete Carroll was busting his balls. Well, you got a whole new attitude now with, with a guy because Sean Payton's been there, done that, and Sean Payton is more prickly than Pete Carroll. Yeah, he is, no doubt. I mean, hell, he did the <laughs> choke sign on our sideline, right? Right, right, right. Um, so Bradshaw says Sean Payton didn't want to work with Kyler Murray. Okay, and the crazy thing is, Terry Bradshaw also <laughs> said <laughs> that he didn't want to work with Russ either. So where is this coming from? This is not Bradshaw just popping off, right, Mike? I mean, this right. had to come from Sean Payton, didn't it? I would think that there were probably some spots. See, I always thought the, since to me, I always thought the Dolphins was a great spot for Payton. Remember, that was going to be the secret sauce with him and Brady a couple years ago. I always thought that was the, the, the perfect location. Then, of course, there's the Cowboys. That didn't come to fruition because Jerry Jones has, at, at this point, completely lost his wits. 
But yeah, maybe that's at some places that uh, when he talks to Bradshaw in privacy, maybe that's uh, so it comes up. The Cowboys was his dream spot because that would be, he can maybe improve Dak, and he knows that Russell and Kyler are both pains in the butt. It's what a deal with the drama. What's the worst job left, Mike? Is it Colts or Cardinals? Push. Well, the Colts are going to get us big time quarterback. They're going to get somebody. It could be Will Levis. Could be C.J. Stroud. Maybe did it's you, Bryce Young. Did you guys hear that Matt Ryan says he's not he's not retiring? You know what? I put this out there the other day, just as a as a goof, and I don't know on Twitter. And I took it down because I was people getting sideways. <laughs> would you want to bring Matt back here as a mentor? Because that's clearly what he would be. And I say nobody wants to be that in that role. No. Nobody wants to sit there. And Matt still believes he can be competitive. I just think Matt needs a reality check. Yeah. I- Listen, for all that he's accomplished with this franchise, I, I, I know it's an unfair comparison because, again, it's the GOAT and then it's everybody else. But this would be like Tom Brady going back to New England and saying, Mac Jones, I got you. It's not happening. Like, well, he's got to make the Colts cut him because he's hanging on. I mean, Squidger said in my ear he's hanging on for the guaranteed loop. Correct. He's going to make the Colts make a decision. And I'm all fine with that. But I, I just, yeah, when I, I saw that he said I'm not coming back or I'm not retiring, I was like, oh, and the only reason I say that is Ursay may be silly enough, Mike, and we don't know. They, they do need to draft a quarterback. But he may be silly enough to draft that quarterback and still start Matt Ryan because they, the, the money involved. Right. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. The Kyler Murray thing, and you say it's a push. How do you get through to Kyler Murray? If, if Cliff Kingsbury, mm. who recruited him in high school, right? And I told you guys, I've known Kingsbury for a long time. Couldn't get through to him. And it didn't work. Who are they going to get to get through to him? See, this goes back to the old snafu with the contract. When it got out there, it got public. There were language in the contract about him and the work ethic and putting the... I just think this is a situation when the contract was still up for grabs. And remember the news that leaked out? One of the things Chris Mortensen had and other people had it, that he was just not thought of as a leader. That's right. And I just... I don't know. Yeah, I never. Again, I don't know Kyler Murray from Adam. I'm just going by everything else I've read and published stuff you guys have read. But it sure seems like it went sideways pretty quick. And he was he was publicly, you know, going at his own coach on the sideline, you know, for everybody to see. Yeah, so. it, it got weird, no doubt. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Um, you were talking about this, and these are the sound bites we were talking about yesterday, guys. When Nick Sirianni basically says, you know. I wasn't good enough in Kansas City, and he learned a lesson from Andy Reid. Here was the sound bites that we talked with. We actually talked about it with Kevin Harlan yesterday. Yep. Great interview with him. Go online at odyssey.com and check it out. Here's Nick Sirianni. We weren't good enough in Kansas City when we when we uh, left there, and that's why Coach Reid came in. He's done a phenomenal, phenomenal job. You know, one of the best coaches of all time. Um, you know, and what I always what I always remember is that, you know. Obviously, when you're getting let go at a place, you're down, right? I got to move my my future wife to San Diego. I guess there's worse places you could go, right? You're down in that moment, right? And I just remember him, you know, bringing me in, telling me that, you know, his assistant head coach was the wide receiver coach and so that he had a guy. But I remember him lifting me up in that moment, telling me your good things, knowing I'd get back on my feet. Just he gave me strength when I was down. I, I, always, I always admired that. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, they'll face off, not them personally, but their teams will, as Sirianni's Eagles and the Chiefs will face off with uh, Andy Reid on Sunday, Super Bowl 57. We've got your coverage, guys. All the pregame stuff as well as the game starting at 6.15. Hey, uh, Roger Goodell did his state of the NFL today, today, today. Did we learn anything? No, just Roger's a lawyer, and he can he can convince <laughs> you that 
The sun rises in the west and sets in the east. You know, it's like, you know, we talked to Rich McKay. Rich, really seems like we got problems in this room. No, there's no problem with this in replay. Uh, officiating, never been better, but will never be perfect. He was getting tons of pointed questions from the assembled media about how some glaring officiating mistakes cropped up in the biggest games of the year, i.e. the playoffs, and how can you fix that? Yeah, what is he going to do about it, Mike? Nothing, because it costs money to do it better, and they're too cheap. They're making billions, and they don't get the stuff that's most important fixed. Ah. All right. We'll have some Roger Goodell for you along the way. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're going to come back and get to where does he rank? I want your top three in order. One, two, three. You only get three. Uh, we're going to give you a chance to go check out Atlanta United. We've got a pair of tickets now and some that we're going to give away later. Now, when I say now, I'm talking about within the hour, so stay tuned. But we're going to give you a chance to go check out the American Family Insurance Cup as Atlanta United uh, is playing February 15th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We mentioned this earlier. They did sign a new designated player, Mike Iriorgos. Yakimakis. Uh, from Greek. And I am your ghost. He is, uh, he's a guy that can score. Now, again, we've seen guys that come in here and can, can put it in the back of the net. But um, as Mike has been saying probably the last few weeks, you're seeing the purge. Right. There's been a purge. Yeah, they, a lot of guys that just, unfortunately, Carl, they spent a lot of money on that just you weren't getting the results from. Nope. And so, uh, you know, Carl, look, uh, Garth Lagerway, he's a no-nonsense guy. You heard him on the show with us a few weeks ago at the training facility. So Yorgos Yakamakis, who played in uh, Celtic over in the Scottish League, I'll be interested to see what he can do here. I mean, and this is not like, a, you know, normally, Carl, we bring guys up and you get a little frustrated because whether it's Miggy or even like a guy like George Bello, it's almost like we're the feeder system to another league. This is a guy who's going to come here and play for us for a couple of years. I like that plan. All right. We'll see what happens. He will be introduced on uh, Friday, but we'll give you a chance to go check out the American Family Insurance Cup coming up on February 15th. So stay tuned for that. 404-741-0929. You're three. You only get three. I don't care how old you are. I don't care who your favorite player was or is, and it doesn't matter what your order is. But I am curious to see if there is a common denominator. For me, Mike, I said it on Twitter, it's LeBron, Jordan, and Kareem, okay? Mm. Everybody else after that. And I love Kobe. He's in the top five. Um, Obviously, when you start talking about, you know, Bird and Magic and all these other guys that we've talked about over the years – and, you know, everybody now knows this. Bird Magic saved the NBA. It's no secret. It's, you know, this is prior to right. Jordan. You can say whatever you want, but they saved the league, and then you get to the Jordan era. But if you are maybe a guy that's a little bit older, and you're going, to Mike's point, his dad, man, you guys didn't see Big O. Right. I didn't see Wilt. You talk to guys that saw Wilt, and they're they're like, you're, you're tripping. You're like, like, I saw the best basketball player ever, and I, his name's Will Chamberlain. You know, so it's all about what you truly believe, but they all had impact. And there are no wrong answers, but I'm curious, Mike, is, is Jordan in everybody's top three yeah. absolutely hands down, or is LeBron in everybody's top three absolutely hands down? I don't know. I mean, for me, it's Jordan, it's Kobe, and it's Bron. You know, and LeBron, as we said, you know, Kareem was the points uh, champion, but no one, you know, necessarily would have him in that barbershop or sports bar argument. It always comes down to, like, usually LeBron versus Michael. Or, as we said, sometimes Kobe gets in there. But for me, it's Michael and it's Kobe and it's LeBron. And, I look, I was clearly a Michael guy. And I, I can look back, Carl, like so many things and takes that I've had in sports talk radio, you know, bloviating on the radio for years. And I used to be like an anti-LeBron guy. And I realized it's silly. 
The dude puts his head down, does the work. It's a different era. It's a different style. You know what I mean? You can't compare. Like when Oscar Robertson and Bill Russell were playing, there were 10 teams in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when Michael played, the, the, the Pistons, what they did and what the Celtics did to him, my God, guys would be in jail right now by today's NBA. It's just the, the sport evolves. But LeBron transcends it because he's a physical specimen that could have played. Now, again, he'd have to be a little bit tougher. Right and play, he's going to play and go elbow to elbow with you know with the Mahorn and 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 the Pistons and all that nonsense and Lambeer, but the dude can move the court. He can, as we said, the key is he knows when to facilitate. And then there's times when he takes over and he dominates. And again, the and the points record you can't argue with that. But I just I love Kobe because Kobe had a killer instinct that not a lot of guys in this generation have. By the way, if he played in that era. Um, and conversations, you know, that I've had with guys, everybody believes he could play it because his body, right? His, we're talking about LeBron. He could play in that era because of his body. He's not a small, statured guy. But I would also tell you, Mike, all those teams had enforcers. Right. It was like hockey back then, you know? All these guys, you know, um, th- there were fighters on teams, and a lot of times in, in the late 70s, and it's a, an era that the NBA doesn't talk a lot about. I mean, there were fights every night. Right. And then you get into the 80s, and all of a sudden it becomes what? A TV product. And you can't have that when you're on TV. And so now we got to clean the game up. And all that enforcer stuff kind of went out of the window, which is why what the, what the Pistons got away with, you know, people thought was, was murder. Right. But all those teams had guys that were tough guys that kind of took on that persona and took up for their stars. So I would say that if he played on one of those teams back then, he'd probably have a guy that would have jumped in there. But LeBron has handled himself. We just don't see those kind of skirmishes in the NBA like but we you know, used to. It's funny bring it back to the Hawks. Why do we see, like, even when Steph Curry got his MVP, there were still guys, OGs, that were like, not in my era. Yeah. Come in like Trey with that teardrop. Pow. Right. And now you've seen them kind of take that away from Trey this season, too, by the way. Most, some teams have done that. But it's just a different era. There was physicality. Carl's right. Once TV came, and I got to be honest, I thought, you know, and I grew up a Knicks fan as a child. Pat Riley's Knicks were one of the toughest things to watch on television. Because it was literally, right, everything right. was in the 80s and the low 90s scoring-wise. And it was right. It was, a, it was just painful to watch. You wanted to see guys above the rim. You wanted to see the artistry, which people fell in love with, thanks to Michael and that generation. Well, so here's the other argument as we talk about your top three. Erica just hit us up. She says, Jordan, Kareem, LaBoo. <laughs> <laughs> or Boo, LeBron. Right on. Uh, okay, I'm with you. Erica, thank you for the tweet. You only get three. And the reason why is because when we start saying five and eight and ten, it's easy. Give me your top three. After LeBron breaks the all-time scoring record last night, my point is I think he is the common denominator. Just with Erica, he is not one, but he's in the three. And I think he's in the three forever. Like, that doesn't change. Mike, here's the other thing I was going to say about uh, those eras that we're, we're discussing. There wasn't ball movement. The game, not only Pat Riley's game was was a grind, okay? And again, for those who don't remember, guys, this is not the Showtime Lakers. He basically knew what he had. He went to New York and said, I got a bunch of bums and we're doing it this way. No. Mike, there used to be, Charles played a part of this. Hakeem Olajuwon, Patrick Ewing, dropped the ball in the big fella, pound Mm -hmm. it, bounce it, dribble it, back him down, back him down, back him down, turn, shoot. That was the offense. Oh, they're going to double team him, kick out. Boring. Right. Think about how the game is played now with all this movement and motion and, and, and it's fluid. And that's why I'm not going to tell you it's a better game because it's what you grew up on, right? If you grew up on that, you go, man, I don't care. You still got to go in the post and pound it and get a hard foul in there every now and then. But I got to tell you, there's something to what the NBA has done with the European game being what it is, flow, space, pace, movement. 
It's right. not boring. Yeah. And you also talked about the other the downside of the three because the three started what seventy nine eighty. They started right. to put the three point in, and then there were coaches that didn't want to even have their guys shooting it. And now to this point, we see teams taking fifty a game. You know, the analytics thing comes into it. So you know, yeah, you're going to drive, but sometimes nowadays the drive is more to kick it out to the open shooter. You know, as opposed to as you said, the the big man, the center with his back to the basket, that's almost like a unicorn these days. You just don't see it. King Beef says LeBron, Wilt, Jordan. K says Braun, Kobe, Jordan. Uh, Voorhees says Jordan, Magic, Shaq. Hmm. Hmm. See, now Shaq, this is where it gets interesting because you talk about the physicality, where Shaq can literally move his butt and a guy's like in the third row. And it's all about with Shaq, it's how the refs, <laughs> it's literally how the refs called it. And if you watch the Kobe documentary, you know, Kobe's like, you know, and then Shaq, you know, it's a bone of contention for Shaq, but Kobe's like, man, if you brought, you know, seriousness and intensity and work practice skills and, and not have surgery a week before the season started, all those things, which, which I thought was pretty much well tackled in the Shaq documentary, too. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't have Shaq in the top three. WHL underscore two says, these are all Twitter handles, guys, Michael Magic Malone. Ooh. Yeah, Malone kind of gets left in the dust in a lot of these arguments. And he's in that top scoring team. He's top five. I mean, he was the guy for a long time. Right. So, good stuff, WHL underscore two. This is what I'm saying, guys. That's why you only get three. Mm-hmm. 404-741-0929. You can hit us up. Let us know what you think and find us on social media as well as guys are hitting us up. And the ladies as well. Because, guys, th- th- again, it's your three. And and the thing is, what makes this so fun is, Mike, th- this will be always debated, right? right? LeBron, at some point, will call it quits. And I think it was Shaq last night. He was pressing him, you know, say it, say it with your chest. (laughs) And he was, like, wanting him to say that he's the best ever. And LeBron was like, look, I'll put my name out there with anybody, but I'll let everybody else decide. He said the right thing because, you know, you look like, I'm, you know, I'm the dude after I just broke this record. And he could have said it and got away with it. But he's like, look, it's not for me to debate. I'm going to put my resume out there, and then you guys, you, you guys do what you do. And that's what people will do from from now until the right. next whoever it is the next one you know, comes it's, along. It's the thing with like with me with my, for years I was dying on the hill. You know Montana, Montana, Joe, Joe Montana is the best. But then when you look at you know Brady and look what the, the, the talent. You and I debated this a few weeks ago. The talent around him, the lack of big time wide receivers. Ironically, when he had his best wide receiver, they run into the Giants when he had Randy Moss. So it's just I just think when you get to win seven Super Bowls and especially when you do it completely outside the organization when you do it in Tampa Bay. That puts him above Montana. But there are style points for people like me when it comes to Montana because he never lost a Super Bowl. There were some of those Super Bowls, let's be honest, Carl. You know, the, the two against the Bengals were really tight and competitive. Yeah. You know, and then you think about the Dolphins and, the, and then the one against the Broncos were laughers. I mean, they kicked their ass because that team was so complete. But if you're looking for perfection, that's where you get into the Jordan thing. You know, because, and then Jordan, and as we said, different era, different attitude. Hell, if Jordan played today, would, people, would his teammates be on Twitter? He's a bully. <laughs> He's a bully. The video would go. Him punching out Steve Kerr would have gone viral. Right? It'd, be, it'd been a big deal. Right. Cleet Holmes says Jordan, Jimmy Chit Chetwood, and Jackie Moon. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go with Hickory. We're gonna go with Flint. The Flint City. We're going go with the Tropics. I like it. That's funny. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. All right, guys. More on this coming up as we move along today. Uh, coming up, Arthur Blank, five forty-five. He will be here to talk with us about all things Falcons as we get ready for Super Bowl fifty-seven. But yeah, man, no man's on the way next on Sports Radio ninety-two nine. The game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Your three. Last night, LeBron James breaks the all-time scoring record. I told you guys a few, uh, few segments ago, Glenn, he's a TV producer, um, I'm down here at the Gateway Center, and, and we were talking, and I said that, you know, he produced for TNT many, many years. And, Mike, he was just telling me, and I totally forgot about this before we get to Bo, he said, you know, Kareem had one three-pointer in his entire career. <laughs> That's right. One. And I went, yeah, I, you know, I kind of forgot about that. And he goes, I just, I'm only telling you that to tell you how prolific of a score he was, to, mm. to accumulate all those points right. and hit one three-pointer in his entire career. And, it, again, the way the sport evolved, first off, again, the, the three was only around for about five of his uh, his years in the NBA, his prime years. Yep. And that's, again, he made his money just beating up guys with a shot that nobody could stop with the skyhook. All right, let's get to Yeah Man, No Man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida. Kennesaw State. And gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> It's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce. Bigger, better, bolder. All right, Bo Morgan, what's going on on this hump day? How you doing? Carl, can you hear Bo? I cannot. Nor can I. Oh, boy. Hey, I, here's the thing. Now, whenever there's a technical glitch in the studio, it kind of sets a bad tone for the segment because you're going to be upset. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not no, our not fault. Not his fault. And it's not Bo's fault. Okay. It's yeah. not Bo's fault. And so I, I believe they've corrected the situation. All right. Well, how are you doing, Bo? Hey, Bo, how are you? All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. All right. Let's pretend that never happened. Dominique, Joe Johnson, Trey Young. There. I gave you my list. <laughs> Would you stop it? Very Hawk-centric top three right there. Concax four, though. <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to make sure he's covered. And, and, and Josh Smith would be the fifth guy, I guess, because you yeah. got to shoot it, Shawty. I wonder if we could do like tonight for the game. What are your bottom three? Your favorite worst NBA players? Like <laughs> well, the worst, the worst three you've few. ever seen. There's a yeah. few. <laughs> right. I know. If my dad was alive, he'd have another heart attack when John Starks was shooting all those missing threes. Anyway, Squid Billy continues with, "Yeah, man, no man." Well, I was having fun with that. Um. All right. Look, we've heard all about Donna Kelsey. And she brought her kids cookies and everything at the Super Bowl. That's great. But, I mean, what about Ed Kelsey? What about the dad? Mm. Well, 
they had him on their podcast because they have the uh, the New Heights podcast, which is Jason and Travis. And uh, Ed talked about how no matter what, he's already won. Who are you talking to first after the game? The winner or the loser? Probably the loser. You have any reason for that, or somebody's going to feel pretty crummy? Yeah, <laughs> and I want to, and I want to be with him initially. Yeah, Trav said that uh, you know, mom can't lose, but actually, mom is going to lose, and you're going to lose, right? There's going to be a winning no. and a losing. No, no. One of you guys, one of you guys are going to lose. So you're not going to lose with one of us. You're no, only going I'm, with the winner. I have already won, dude. You've won what? I'm on the most popular <laughs> podcast in sports. With my That's son. right. Number one sports podcast have, in the world. I have I've already <laughs> won. Okay? Nice. All the rest of this is just window dressing. All right. You're never going to get the answer you want if we're going to talk about winning and losing the Super Bowl. Is this not the coolest story, though? Right. For 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 the you know what? Take Travis and Jason out of it because they don't really play against each other, right? But for the parents, I mean, you know. You wake up and you're like, yeah, our two sons are both Hall of Famers, and they're both playing in the Super Bowl at the same time because they're going to be the both these guys are Hall of Famers. They are. So I mean, isn't this? Don't you just have to have so much pride if that was you know your your kids, right? Right. I mean, I would think like Rondé Barber and Tiki Barber's parents, and you know, Rondé's got the probably the more closer to getting a shot at uh, at uh, Hall of Fame, Carl, at some point by some committee. But those two guys had great careers in the NFL. But this thing is a whole different level. No, I mean. Yeah, Bo said it. I mean, it's it's one thing to play in the league, to have two Hall of mm. Fame kids from the same family, the same you know upbringing. Mike, there there are parents right now that are listening. You raised your kids the exact same way. It happened in my house. Kids turned out completely different. <laughs> right? Okay, kids are completely different, and not that they don't you know they're they're humans, they're different human beings, but you raise them the exact same way. You gave them the same, you know, benefits of each other. You, you, you discipline them. You did all of it. One is completely way out there. The other one may be, you know, uh, in his, his studies or whatever. The point is both of these guys are like in the NFL and they're great and they're both really good dudes. Right. It's just, it's so un, uncanny. Yeah. I mean, Arch Manning's got to feel that same way. Cooper obviously had health issues in college, so his career can never get to the NFL. And now he's got his grandson getting there. But I love the Kelsey. I mean, as we said, two rootable dudes. One guy's already in, they both got rings. And as the dad said, he's the winner. And he's, he's making, you know, cracking wise about the podcast. But yeah, and I, I like that answer. Yeah, somebody's going to be in his bag about losing the game. You go give him a hug. Yeah, because the other guy's going to be celebrating with his teammates. He doesn't need you. You're going to need the guy that's, you know, all down. All right, I got really irritated on Twitter today. Uh oh, shocking. And you? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, but this this is a really, really good reason. Like, I don't okay. want to go freaking out. Really, 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 really good. And this is really good. Some dude, I'm not going to even give him credit because he's a clown, I think. He put out his Little Debbie tier list. Little Debbie snacks. Ranking Little Debbie snacks. Yes. Okay. So, for bad, he had zebra cakes. And then uh, the zebra cake cake rolls, which are like Swiss cake rolls, but they're zebra cake, and pecan spin wheels. Well, first off, zebra cakes are not bad. They're phenomenal, and who cares about pecan spin wheels? And then he had, in his mid-tier, was Nutty Buddies, Honey Buns, and the Chocolate Cupcakes. Not, I mean, Nutty Buddies are great. The other two, garbage. He had fig bars as good. Yeah, okay, I, I can't. I can't roll with that. No, nobody should have a fig bar in a top three of anything. Yeah, he. I don't even put fig Newtons in a top ten. 
No, no. They're, they're not even in the top 30 of cookies. Right. They're not cookies. They're fruit Although, snacks. I got to be honest. The healthiest thing we ate in my house, Carl, as a child, were Fig Newtons. That was my mom's idea of healthy. Yeah, I remember the first time I had Fig Newtons, I was like, eh? And it's like, it has fruit in it, whatever. Right. I mean, it just, it, I, I wasn't necessarily a fan, and I, I still am not. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I had a Fig Newton. But I will say honey buns were popular. Uh, I remember, like, I had a couple of uncles that loved honey buns, and they, they hit me to that. Uh, but the pecan thing, he's, you're right, that sucks. Well, he had his, his goat status, since we're talking about goats today, was oatmeal cream pies and Swiss rolls. Okay, now, he is absolutely right about both of those. You can have oatmeal cream pies in there. Swiss cake rolls, I like. But what about the fact that this dude left off, A, the Christmas uh, mm. little Debbie sacks, which are goat status, they're legendary, and this dude don't got fudge rounds on there. How do you leave fudge rounds off a Little Debbie tier list? Mm. Now, I'm a chocoholic. I'd have the Swiss rolls higher up. I would have the Swiss rolls in the top three. Swiss rolls He's got them as goat. That's my jam. Like, yeah. Swiss rolls? Right. I might fight you over some Swiss rolls. Right. Like, the, those are – and the oatmeal – the, the cook – come on, Bo. Those are delicious. What? Well, no, look. I'm a, I'm up – oatmeal cream pies belong in goat status. Okay. But so do the Christmas cakes. <laughs> And so do fudge rounds. <laughs> the Christmas cakes. I forgot right. about those. And by Dude, the way, by the those way, are the white ones, right? Let me tell you yeah. something. I didn't know. In New York, we had Entenmann's, and then you know, eventually you got Hostess. But I didn't know about Little Debbie until I worked in Virginia. And then it was like, it was like, ah, oh, the entire snack machine, Carl, was Little Debbie. It was like a whole different world. There's, there's also one we haven't talked about. There is the Little Debbie that's got the, the white icing with the chocolate uh, like cake inside of it. Yeah, with the chocolate, white cr- cu- chocolate cupcake. No, 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 no. That's something different? not the cupcake. It's oh. got the white icing on the outside. It's square, and it's got little chocolate chips on top of it. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a little Debbie, and it is absolutely up there in goat status. I'm so not familiar with this. What would Debbie be game. your top three little Debbies? Well, I've already said Swiss roll is my number one, Carl. And then I'm not an oatmeal guy, so I'm not going to put oatmeal up there. I like the Nutty Buddy wafer bars. Um, and then the cupcakes would be number three. Swiss rolls for me too. Um, then I'm I am going to go oatmeal cream um, field, uh, and then the third one, Bo. It's funny, man. I'm thinking about what was. See, I'm not the fudge. The fudge I was never. See, the other one, I, I'm not an oatmeal guy. I like the fudge rounds, which is basically the oatmeal, but it's all chocolate. Yeah, with I'm, chocolate swirls. I'm not a fudge. I'd have to do. I'd have to do the Christmas. That'd be all my right. third. See, people forget about the Christmas because they're limited. Yeah. Yes, they but are. But they are so good. And a couple of years ago, I never got a chance. I could never find it in the store. But they had, like, the Christmas, the Little Debbie Christmas cake ice cream. And I could never oh, find it. A couple dudes say on the, uh, on the text line they agree with us on the uh, the Swiss rolls. One guy says the uh, donut sticks. You put them in the microwave for about uh, 15 seconds. That's unbelievable. Okay. Chris, okay. Do, you, do you have three? You guys got this all wrong. Uh, all right. well, what, uh, Zebra, enlighten us. Zebra cakes is the clear number one. Honey bun is number two. Mm. Honey bun's good. And the Cosmic Brownie is Cosmic Brownies three. are garbage. Wait, wait, wait. What's the Cosmic Brownie? It's just a brownie with, like, like, like little sprinkles on it. It's not just a brownie with <laughs> little sprinkles on it. You're right. It's a delicious delight. By the way, are we guys, does everybody out there have a preternatural knowledge of the snack machine the way us three fat slobs do and Squidbilly who's skinny? Hey, are we the I'm only a guys, fat kid at heart. I mean, are we the only guys that are that reviving this? Is the rest of the audience vibing this? <laughs> I well, I've got, I just got a text that said, shout out to the Christmas cakes. Right, you know yes. the reason I went with Those this? Because I tweeted this and that I was, they didn't agree with the list. Literally within 30 seconds, I had like seven or eight responses. 
people will have an op- this is I mean this is always a big one but Chris if you want to dude just cook a little cinnamon roll thing you don't need honey honey buns are ah what's wrong with y'all y'all go for cheap easy stuff honey buns are fine They're garbage honey what? buns when you got especially in the morning if you ever did morning radio the, 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 the little Debbie honey buns, same thing. I microwave that for just a few seconds, get a little heat in it, and then with your coffee, pff, d- delish. Bo yeah. just has an uneducated palate. That's all. All right, I've gotten <laughs> palate. Yeah, nothing says a, a oh, great palate go. like a go. honey bun out of a box. Boy, you really showed me there. They're they're called they're just called chocolate chip cakes. They're they're chocolate cake filled with cream, covered in white icing, and topped with the chocolate chips. I've gotten like three. Uh, Three uh, different tweets oh. telling me what they were. Yeah, those okay. things are phenomenal. Gotcha. I just, look, I'm very passionate about Little Debbie snacks because mm-hmm. when I would come home, get off the school bus, my grandparents lived in front of us, and I would go right to my grandmother's. She'd fix me a sandwich, right. she'd have, I, and then I'd have a Little Debbie snack. And mm-hmm. she always had the best. No honey buns. I, uh, I had a friend in high school. His dad drove trucks for Little Debbie's. And I mentioned this before, and we would go over. It was high school, wasn't as a kid, but and we would go over, and literally they would he'd have them stacked up. All the stuff Bo's talking about. Just imagine walking into somebody's house, and literally you walk in, it's like there's boxes upon boxes, and literally they would go, "Go ahead, boys. We know you guys want to take some, and it you could take whatever you wanted." And so we'd grab a couple of different boxes. So I got a chance to taste a majority of what you're talking about, Bo. But the problem is there's so much. You just laid out like 12 different varieties. I don't remember some of that stuff. I only remember the stuff that I really, really liked. Yeah, I know. I, I'm with you. Look, it's, it's all preference. I just think it's fun. It's a fun debate because just, you know, honestly, unlike the Michael LeBron debate with Little Debbie's, there's really no wrong. <laughs> there's no wrong Because you don't have to buy the ones you don't like. Right, right. Uh, everybody knows Michael's the, the goat. All right, speaking of the goat, my favorite Worcestershire sauce is the W sauce. It's bigger, better, bolder. Get over to WSauce.com, find a retailer near you, and don't forget my friends at the Georgia Hemp Company and the GeorgiaHempCompany.com. They've got you covered for Valentine's Day, so check it out, everything they have, and use the code SQUIDBILLY10. You get 10% off. Turtle, hit my music. Joshua Willis says, fellas, Star Crunch is 1B to the Oatmeal Pie 1A. Oh. And then Bo Sheep also says, y'all are forgetting about that Star Crunch. Okay. I remember okay. the Star Crunch. I remember the Star Crunch. See, Little Debbie's was smart, Mike. They put all these different varieties out. They pleased right. everybody. Yeah, I mean, I just like my breakfast uh, fried or sugar fried. I like the heat. I like the heat. So I microwave, uh, the guy who said it, he nailed it. 15 seconds, usually to 20 seconds. Depends. Of course, the radio station created an old microwave. But sure. you know, just get a little heat in that bad boy. You're good to go. All right, coming up, Connor Riley's going to join us. Who's going to the combine for the dogs? Find out next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.